podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Rational perspective on Chelsea nil, Aston Villa nil, Chelsea taken to a replay at Villa Park, which is not optimal. It's not like we have the most mental schedule this season. We don't have any European competition, but... Given some of the chances we had in the first half and also in the second half, it will be a very difficult game. But context with a week that is very intense for Chelsea, a sense of frustration, again, with the lack of competence, technical competence that we have in the final third. That's not a new learning we found out tonight. But then I also think this was a, in ways, was a higher level of performance against a good quality opponent than we have actually seen in recent weeks, even with some of the games we've actually won. And that's the conflicting thing, um, because I thought from a from a tactical point of view, from especially in the first half, the way we moved the ball around, some of the cutting passes, the one-two touch play, the movement from certain players, the invention from certain players, especially against the team in that first half where we were really pressing Villa back. There were times when the likes of Raheem Sterling was was making cutting passes that really inventive, really imaginative, not trying to play the safe pass. And I thought, you know, going toe-to-toe of a team that did win at Stamford Bridge earlier this season, did win at Stamford Bridge last season, and, you know, is, is probably going to be a team that's going to get some form of European football this season and is very well set up under Unai Emery. So it was always going to be a challenging game. I, I, I think to try and scream that, well, it's Aston Villa and we would have beaten Aston Villa like five years ago. I mean, it, we're not we're not in 2017 anymore. We're in 2024, and and that's what it is. And the fact we kept a clean sheet thanks to uh, Petrovic. I mean, he made some brilliant saves in the second half, especially that you know keep Chelsea in the competition. And that's the one thing. At least we will be in the hat for the next round. And of course, Villa Park will be a very difficult place to go to because I'm sure Villa, as we saw from their lineup tonight, will be wanting to go further in this competition because they probably feel that there's a a realistic chance they could win this competition this season. The The starting lineup was slightly altered for a couple of reasons. Number one, Ben Chirwell back to the bench. I think Pochettino made the correct decision, uh, the right one, even though we did see Chirwell come on in the second half. Managing Chirwell's minutes is so important. And there might have been a temptation, or maybe there, there might have even been a plan before recent events of playing Chirwell again because it's a Premier League team. It's going to be a big challenge. But instead, Chirwell resting him, keeping him fresh, trying not to push him too far, too quickly. And then he breaks down because I think Pochettino and the club, all of us know how important Chirwell can be for the rest of this season. So I think that was the right choice. Originally, the starting lineup had kind of the classic back four under Pochettino when we don't have a, a natural fullback. And that was uh, Axel Dezassi, Thiago Silva, Benoit Badia, and Levi Colwell. Now, as soon as we get some players back, another one gets injured, Levi pulling up in the warm-up. So then Alfie Gilchrist came in and he played actually at right back, which he did in the previous round against Preston. So it was a big opportunity for Alfie Gilchrist this. Uh, but the rest of the team, I think, was fully expected. There weren't major surprises. Moise Casado, Enzo Fernandez, and then a free behind a striker, Noni Manawake, Conor Gallagher, Raheem Sterling, Cole Palmer. Very similar set of players that we saw against Middlesbrough. I didn't expect him to do any radical changes. And although Villa did go ahead, or sorry, seemed to go ahead from that Douglas Luiz goal that was then ruled out by VAR, Chelsea very quickly got a hold of the game. And I thought, again, some of our movement from 
moving it left to right, but also using width for some of the performances in that first half of the likes of Conor Gallagher, Raheem Sterling, particularly Enzo Fernandez. The first big chance of the game for Chelsea comes from an Enzo Fernandez ball on the left. Enzo, in his current role, is finding all different pockets of space. And I really like to see that because I don't just want him to be a holding midfielder. He shouldn't just be a number 10 too far up the pitch getting a nosebleed where he can't impact things from deeper. It feels like at times he's playing a quarterback role. He's dropping a little bit deeper. He's receiving the ball. He's a lot more influential. This is kind of the Enzo Fernandez I want to see for Chelsea. I want to see him be... I hate to use this word because I, I think maybe it could seem demeaning given a, a previous player who played in Chelsea's midfield, a metronome. But just in a sense that... He is, he is clearly influential within the game. And I thought some of his passing um, tonight was was impressive once again. And I've got to give him credit for that. But also just the intensity of Chelsea's play was, was so good. I thought that, you know, they're really overwhelming Aston Villa who, you know, try and play this high line. I think they forced Aston Villa back in the first half where they were like, we can't really play this ridiculous high line because we're probably going to get caught out. And um, there were a few times, I think the, the biggest miss of the night, well, felt a little bit like Shades of Borough, to be honest, which we hope that Cole Palmer put behind him with, in the first half, a mistake on the ball from Aston Villa. I think it was Moreno, the left back, who gave the ball, just squared it to Cole Palmer, intercepts. He does a bit of a sterling where he takes the shot against Emi Martinez, who is a sweeper keeper. He rushes out. When actually Conor Gallagher was there, he could have laid it off to Conor and Conor has an amazing chance to score a goal. And I just, you know, again, there that selfishness, maybe that lack of conviction, but also just awareness around you for a player like Cole Palmer, I think is really disappointing in, in those moments because it was always going to be a very tight game with Aston Villa. And the fact we didn't take those opportunities, you were kind of thinking at that moment, okay, how's this chance gone? But then also, are we going to be, are we going to get punished for it later in the game? Nani Manawake had a chance, of course, earlier in the first half that was well saved too. There was a brilliant possession of play um, that Chelsea were being really, really patient, moving it side to side. Villa was sitting quite deep and then it takes one brilliant low ball uh, behind the Villa defence that finds Cole Palmer inside the box from Raheem Sterling. I actually thought Sterling... He faded in the second half, but I thought in the first half he had one of his better all-round performances that I've seen from Sterling. I know he's been very, very influential. I know the numbers say, of course it does. And I'm, I I never want to sit here and rubbish the numbers. But I, I thought just from what I saw, Sterling looked a lot better tonight. Um, and again, it was a ball it flashed across the box. Maybe a bit of bad fortune. I don't think it was a bad miss. It was somehow the ball hits Martinez rather than going in or, or bundling in or reaching Nonny at the, at the at the back post who was making a dart in. So it, all in all, I felt that first half was a good level of performance. It was wherever Chelsea could maintain it. And unfortunately, in the second half, we couldn't really. There, there was a bit in at the start of the half, but whether it was energy, whether it was Villa themselves um, and Emery doing smart tactical tweaks to try and get themselves, it felt like Villa found a second gear in that second half and there were there was an extended period of Chelsea actually having to sit back quite a bit and soak up a lot of pressure which meant Petrovic having to make a few big saves which he which he's there to do I know some people criticized him for the Rogers goal um for Burrow I, I thought that was a brilliant finish and I thought he you know if you were critical of him the other night you have to be super praiseworthy he, he needs his praise tonight because he's probably kept Chelsea in the tie for some of those stops in this game, uh, early on in the game, but especially in the second half, uh, low 
diving down he gets man in a match for me I, th I think probably for a lot of you guys as well you'll probably be giving him man in a match tonight um but yeah and then later in the game we we did see some changes we saw Mikhail Mudrik come on we saw Ben Chirwell come on we saw Breuer Chukwameka came on very very late and it ends nil nil it's not favorable but it was a tough draw and me sitting here and going Chelsea. I mean, the, the Cole Palmer chance in the second half again where he closes down really well. Chelsea, Gallagher and Palmer especially. I think Liam Toomey made this point on a podcast recently where it's a nightmare for opposition teams when you have both Gallagher and Palmer pressing you. They are amazing pressers. Like, they are amazing counter-pressers, a coach's, a coach's dream. Just their ability to find the smart angles, to be able to get their body, even in, like, sort of subtle ways to block a, a pass or to make things just a little bit more difficult for you I think the struck those things to me are build up in the first half that pressing that intensity there's no sign to me at the moment that this team is is flagging under Pochettino or looks like it's lacking any trust in his methods it looks a little bit more like the very start of the season tonight where Chelsea again, are getting into good positions, but it's that classic not finishing the chances, which again is, is a very, very familiar tale for me to be sat here speaking about. But I can't be overly negative. We do move on now to Liverpool uh, next midweek, which obviously with the Klopp narrative, uh, it is going to be a massive, massive test. I mean, this is a team that's only lost one game in the Premier League this season. But let me know your thoughts. Are you more positive? Are you more negative? Who's your man in the match? And um, yeah, I think that for, for Bochettino, I think he'll be happy with elements of the performance but again it may just pose that little question again before now and the end of the window are Chelsea going to make a move to try and sign a striker that I'm sure in some quarters will be the discussion once again even though is the right target really there Thank you so much for taking the time to watch this show. If you're a Chelsea fan and you want more carefree content, please do hit that subscribe button. Really helps the channel out as well as the like button and sharing it around with friends so more people can get involved in the community. And you can follow Son of Chelsea across socials at Son of Chelsea on TikTok, on Instagram and on X. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.